I was, I was going to talk about Buddha nature tonight, whatever Buddha nature is. So if I said to you, uh, if I asked you, what is, what is Buddha nature? Um, and I know that the, the, um, the traditional Zen view would be um, for me to whack myself or something, or to say, near the traffic passing outside or something like that. But if, if, if in, in the non-Zen way, if, if, when you think about Buddha nature, what does it mean? What, what is this? Does it have any kind of... Do you have your own interpretation, your own understanding of what it is? What is this thing? For me, Rush, it's, it's something to do with my connections to people and planet, I think. Okay. That, that sense of connectedness of... Um, yeah, it's that. Okay. So that sounds like it's not something fixed, it's something it's like a process rather than a... Is that right? It doesn't, no, it doesn't feel fixed. Um, but it feels very much like, um, it's like, it's like you take the ground under your feet for granted when you walk. Yeah. It kind of has that quality to it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I'm not existing like something floating in space. It's, it's, you know, I'm in relationship to other people and other things. Yes. Good. Yeah. For me. Okay. Anyone else got me? Yeah. Three o'clock in the morning, you think it must be the nature? <laughs> you think, Josie? It's definitely powered by plants, that's for sure. <laughs> 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 but. Part of me that isn't me, and I'm not that isn't you. That isn't you. That isn't me. Yeah. It's impersonal, which, and it's everyone else. But it's yeah. not you. How come you got excluded? <laughs> 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 Is that. Well, thanks for trying. That's great. I mean, it's really bra- that's really brave of you. <laughs> L- lovely to you. Lovely to you. Yeah. Well, just following on from that, it could be that there are certain things that defy uh, definition or explanation mm. beyond words, and when you struggle to, mm-hmm. you kind of feel you you kind of know, but you can't explain it, and it's probably because. Yeah, well, good. Well, I'll, I'll I'll read you something to support your view. I was just checking it did support your view before I read it. Anyone else got any? What's your what's your take on Buddha nature? It makes me think about nature and nurture and oh. something this unknowableness of everything together. Okay, that's nurture, nature and unknowable. That's good. Yeah. I was thinking maybe, you know, like um, the laws of nature, you know, more on a kind of scientific level or, you know, yeah. the kind of, um, you know, the, yeah, thing, things seem to obey certain laws and, and nothing is excluded from that. Okay. Um, Even Paul. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just four, four words. Um, 
Living by the Dharma. Living by the Dharma. Okay. Okay, thank you. Uh, I was thinking of something uh, like similar to I mean, something about a porous, porousness? Porous, is that a word? Something okay. with porous? Porous. Some hole. Yeah. What's some, something to hold everything? Or yeah, or yeah. I guess I'm thinking, uh, no, so if I think starting from myself, it will be the thing that. Um, it's in connection. No, so it's both seen and out. Okay. Uh, I've got you. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not just porous, it's also expresses as well. Or yeah. You're stuck for words as well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jenny, what are you going to say? So maybe that's, is that your definition? <laughs> 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 yeah, you say, no, that form and emptiness, is that? Stuart? <laughs> 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 yeah, I was going to say, but nature's quite abstract to me. I think I'd echo what other people are saying, that it's something I can't quite get my teeth into. Mm. It's possibly consciousness or something like that. Some consciousness? Right. Maybe. Okay. As close as I've came, anyway. Okay. Okay. This is fascinating. I think it's really interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I could do it well in words either, but I think it would just be kind of whatever's there when we're not getting in the way with our ideas that things aren't the way that they should be. Okay. And when we're not putting up the barriers of resistance, it's just kind of like that connectedness or whatever it is that we just don't notice. Okay. So when you're not when you're not getting in the way, that's what it is. Yeah. That's okay. how it feels. Yeah. It doesn't feel abstract. It doesn't feel abstract. It feels very, very real and continuous. Yeah. And yeah. <coughs> I've got a very like new age visual thing that feels like it feels like I can't I can't imagine it in words, but I see it as kind of energy or particles that are moving sort of around, like through us and then out, out through the world as well. Okay. It's very like light and energetic, but very dynamic. And what happens to it when it when it moves through you? I think it's just moving through it all the time. So we don't. Maybe there's times where you would feel it more. Um, but but yeah, I, I think it's that's how we do that's how we do the things that we do. Maybe, but I don't know. That feels like I'm bringing a brain to no, I'm interested. So, when, when, when you think about it moving through you, does it, is it conditioned by you when it's gone through you, or, or do you, or are you conditioned by it, or does it just like go right through? I'd imagine um, maybe a bit. Um, I'd imagine it's doing its own thing most of the time. But <laughs> I could also imagine the time where we're blocking it or stopping it or yeah. you know, like moving, be, being in a way that is not allowing it to do do what it's what it would be doing. Okay, so it's a bit like Sarah was saying. Yeah, yeah, I think maybe a more visual, <laughs> okay. less, a less conceptual way of describing that. Yeah, I think it's uh, interesting to question is there anything that doesn't have it? Or is it even the concept of having it actually not, not quite right? In the sense of does a dog yeah. or a frog yeah. Yeah. have yeah. this thing? 
Yeah. But, but is it something you can have or own, or is it something you can manifest but not own? Is it something, do you have a choice in manifesting? Maybe. <laughs> okay. I've got this idea, but I mean, I'm just kind of getting into the whole what it means to be able to start. There's a lot of folks stripping away desires and the Buddha's way. To me, it's a town bleak. Bleak. Yeah. yeah, you know, you've got your things to me, not like life worth living, like having a whole bag of galaxy and shorts yourself, or, you know, like an um, elderly car, shiny car, or even lust, or something tangible, something mm. external. Mm. And the world's way is kind of stripping all that away. It almost seems like you've got a fucking wallpaper, you know, take it all away, you have to burst over. I know it should make sense, you know, to, to take all the external stuff away. But it's kind of seen bleak. It's like a leap of faith. It's like someone saying, mm. you know, you've got parachutes and like, okay. just shouldn't have a plane worth of parachutes. That leap of faith can get your head around. The thing is, without the, without the bare wall, there wouldn't be anything to hang the wallpaper on, would there? So, they're both needed, yeah? yeah As it were. It's uh, not that bleak. Yeah. It's not that bleak. You can put up some, yeah, nice wallpaper. Oh, yeah, so I'm not sure that would be the end. I know the external things you can't rely on now and then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know there's spirituality and sustenance and solace at the core. Okay. Getting a path to it. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah. Should I read you what this um, person has written about what Buddha nature is? So have we really finished by the way? You're, it's, not, it's, not, it's not that difference, it's raised all the points that you've raised, but he, he starts by saying, this is a person who's trying to define it, and there's a lot of it, so I'm going to cut out a lot, he says. Buddha nature is a term used often in Mahayana Buddhism that isn't easy to define. To add to the confusion, understanding what it is varies from school to school. So it isn't like, don't be defined it. Very basically, Buddha nature is the fundamental nature of all beings. Because this is so, all beings may realize enlightenment. Beyond that, one can find all manner of commentaries and theories and doctrines about Buddha nature that may be difficult to understand. This is because Buddha nature is not part of our conventional conceptual understanding of things and language doesn't function well to explain it, which is what you and Joshi both expressed, or didn't express. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to cut all the stuff. Oh, do you want me to read, do you want me to read you what, it sounds, this is, this is a, 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 an extract from, from the original sutras of what the Buddha said that created the whole idea of Buddha nature. Sounds rather odd, but you have to remember this was about 5,000 years ago in a very different culture. But, and, and it's quite hard to follow. It's, uh, luminous, this is what the Buddha said. Luminous monks is the mind. Luminous monks is the mind. So he's saying monks, luminous is the mind. Yeah, it's a funny language. 
and it is defiled by incoming defilements. The uninstructed run-of-the-mill person, <laughs> that's us, <laughs> doesn't, deserve, doesn't discern that as it actually is present, it's hard to read, the uninstructed run-of-the-mill person doesn't, doesn't discern that as it actually is present, which is why I tell you that, for the uninstructed run-of-the-mill person, there is no development of the mind. So we say, the uninstructed run-of-the-mill person doesn't even know it exists, so they don't develop or cultivate their spiritual understanding. He then goes on to say, you know, to repeat these things in these sutras. Luminous monks is the mind, and it is freed from incoming defilements. The well-instructed disciple of the noble ones discerns that it is actually present, which is why I tell you that. For the well-instructed disciple of the Noble Ones, there is the development of the mind. So basically saying, what you don't know, you can't develop. I think. What do you think? It's a bit complicated, isn't it? Anyway, that's, that's, that's what this whole thing is based on. It's hard to read. Anyway, this is more important. Sometimes Buddha nature is described as a true self or an original self. And sometimes it is said that everyone has Buddha nature. This is not wrong, but sometimes people hear this and imagine that Buddha nature is something like a soul or some attribute that we possess, like the intelligence, like intelligence or a bad temper. This is not a correct view. He then goes on to say, smashing the me and my Buddha nature dichotomy appears in the famous column does a dog have Buddha nature? So Joshua, when he was asked, does a dog have Buddha nature, said moo, or it does not. Well, you know, everybody, everybody that's at all versed in Buddhist philosophy knows that everything has Buddha nature. So what did Joshua say no for? Um, was the no an actual linguistic term, i.e. no, or was it just a noise? It's a question. Okay. And this is what's really interesting. This is, this is the, the crux of it, really. Dogen made a paradigm shift when he translated a phrase rendered in the Chinese version of the Nirvana Sutra. He changed it from all sentient beings have Buddha nature to all existence are Buddha nature. So you know, you say we don't have Buddha nature. So when when the monk said, "Does a dog have Buddha nature?" A yes or a no would be wrong. So you know, Joshua could say no. You could say no or yes. So, we, so what Dogen's saying is, we don't have Buddha nature. We are Buddha nature, and that's why it's difficult to talk about. I mean, it's an old, you know, these cli quite old cliches now, but the, you know, they, they remain true that uh, you can't describe the taste of your own tongue. Your tongue tastes things. You can't describe the taste of your tongue. You can't um, talk about what your eyes are like because you're using them. So you can't really talk about. The only way you could talk about Buddha nature is if somewhere, if there was somewhere 
you could stand outside and look in and, and point and say, oh, that's Buddha nature. But there's no outside to stand outside of. So it's, you can't really, anyway, so. Don't know, does that make any sense? That's <laughs> okay. The most important point, Dogen's point, is that Buddha nature is not something that we have, it is what we are. And this something that we are, and this echoes what Andy said, and this something that we are is an activity or a process that involves all beings. Dogen also emphasised that practice is not something that will give us enlightenment, but instead the activity of practice is the activity of our already enlightened nature or Buddha nature. So Dogen's saying, even as we sit, we are already expressing Buddha nature and, our, and in that way our enlightenment. I'll read you the last paragraph just to cut it short. Another way of putting this is to say that Buddha nature is something, perhaps not the right word, but I don't think there is a right word, something that you are together with all beings, which you said. And this something is already enlightened. Because beings cling to a false idea of a finite self, set apart from everything else, they do not experience themselves as Buddhas. But when beings clarify the nature of their existence, they experience the Buddha nature that was always there. That was always there. Um, if, and he fa fin finishes it off by saying, if this expl explanation is not helping you at all, please do not be discouraged. It's better to try and figure it out for yourself. <laughs> Keep open and let it clarify itself. So, I just wanted to ask you one final question, which I think is a hiccup for everybody. It becomes a hiccup when, you know, when you really finally, if you really can, I know it's quite scary to take on board that I am Buddha nature. I am Buddha nature. Does that include suffering? Does that include torture? Does that include all the horrible things that happen? And if so, why do they happen? If each of us, if each of us is Buddha nature, why does that happen? It can't not happen. It's like that yin yang symbol. Yeah. Uh, it's a relationship. Mm. One is defined by the other. Mm. And, and the two only have meaning mm. in relationship to each other. Mm. So if you have no concept of dry, wet means nothing. Mm. And light and dark are the same. Mm. So all those polarities mm. are absolutely defined mm. by each other. Mm. So for me, that thing about good and evil has has to be. Yeah. It's like I this thing about you know people trying to live, extend their lives by hundreds of years and trying to invent ways of not dying. I mean, I think myself that would be cruelty. 
Mm. Um, unimaginable scale to me is the fact that we die that makes life precious, mm. that makes compassion possible. Because mm. if, if, if we were never going to die, there's no fragility, there's no, there's no possibility of harm. Um, the fear of infinite boredom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, I think we're infinitely cruel. Yeah. cruel. Yeah. And, and, and what's useful then if you, if what you're saying is that, and, and, and we do embody the fact that I am Buddha nature, then we can, in a way, uh, alleviate or forgive ourselves for suffering because we, don't, uh, we no longer say, I am suffering, we say, there is suffering. <coughs> there is suffering, it's part of the deal. So it kind of it feels, well for me, that feels easier than thinking I've been chosen. <laughs> or whatever we all feel, you know, about suffering. That there is suffering. Yeah. I'll just say, um, I think, as, as we're all saying, part, part of the difficulty with the concept, uh, straight away we want to attach good and evil to it. Yeah. As you're saying, you know, good and bad. But it, in, a, in, a, in a strange way, I mean, it, it, it almost seems like it's like asking, is the sun a good thing? Oh, yeah. yeah. Or is it? Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. it is a good thing if it's growing crops, but if it's burning me and yeah. burning everything, then, yeah. you know, and so the, 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 the sun is a, a life-giving force, we might say, or water is beyond that distinction, good or evil. and yeah. and. Buddha nature, I, I guess, would seem to be in the same, somehow in the same category as that. Yeah. Beyond, beyond category. Yeah, I'm talking about you, yeah. Yeah, thanks, John. Thank you. Jenny, sure. you, you're going to start, we're going to give Jenny another go, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> I agree with everything that both you and Andy said there, but it twines something in me that it doesn't let you off the hook. No doesn't let you off the hook of no. causing harm to others no. just because that's part of our intrinsic nature. Oh, absolutely, and that's, that's what the, that's, you know, the very root of the practice, isn't mm. it? That we exercise, um, as we can, kindness and compassion, as we can, mm. yeah, for sure, yeah. And, and also it's worth, worth remembering that the Buddha did, did address this and he said that suffering is caused by our own ignorance. Mm the ignorance that we are not a single separate individual looking after just Jack Jones. Yeah. I just wanted to ask, you know, the, the idea of um, you know, in the commentary there it said about looking at, at the mind and, and you know, the, what I experience when, you know, in, in sitting it doesn't seem to, to me to be um, like I'm, I'm solving anything or, or I'm discovering anything about my mind. Mm. Most of the time I just feel like I'm not doing it right because I'm, you know, whatever it might be. Yeah. But, um, so in terms of how practice enables me to discover more about myself, I don't, I don't feel like it, it, it gives me that. I, mean, I experience things in it, like, you know, thoughts and whatever else, but mm. I don't get the sense of like it, it kind of, I'm discovering anything. Yeah. If, if you well, you are discovering in that process that you're looking for meaning. 
Yeah. Not finding it, but you are discovering that that's what you're doing. Mm. And in that search, it's actually mitigating against you experiencing the place where that doesn't arise. Mm. So you're just being present. Yeah. I mean, I don't think. I, they used the word luminous, didn't they, in that, in that text? Yeah. Mm. It sounds rather glamorous, doesn't it? Have a luminous mind. Yeah. If you saw somebody with a luminous <coughs> mind, you'd have a big smile. They'd be lovely. Or a very, very red nose. Or oh, what? A very red nose. <laughs> 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 Too much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But I think all he's talking about is when all you know when when we drop all that stuff and we just thoughts, ideas, what we want, what we don't want, that we're wrong, that we're right, and that there is there is a place there which we which you know we, we all of us can experience. It might stick, it might stay, but certainly if you give your mind long enough time to settle down, there is definitely an intrinsic experience of. Being my pragmatic, yeah. It's probably at the moment I'm kind of yeah banging against yeah the kind of yeah, which is I think really useful. Yeah. You know, it's what we all we all do and have all done. It's really useful because yeah, because I think you have to extinguish every possible avenue of finding something before you give in. Mm. <laughs> and even then, you may not. <laughs> Thanks, thank you everybody, thank you.